Welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hello, it's Angie Reno. Hope you had a great week. And well, let's get right down to it. It was Easter weekend last uh, last weekend, and I've been thinking about spirituality. The reason I can't get this out of my head, I can't quantify the impact of belief. And I just know that over the weekend, I had a couple of experiences where previously I would have gotten triggered, like big time triggered. And I know that part of my journey has been a pretty robust embracement of the 12 steps. And I do have a core group of people within the 12 step community, within the support community, one being parents who are taking the journey with me as a mom through this process. And although we're at very different stages in that process, it's still so inspiring to watch some of these parents that are coming up, you know, behind where I'm at, and they're just walking into this journey as far as getting their son into treatment. And to see this amazing growth that they go through, it's just truly inspiring. And it does help me to continue my journey and my dedication. So part of that dedication does consist of the spirituality of the 12 steps. And it really gets tricky because religion is a, it's, it's like politics. It's tough to talk about, but it's intriguing, right? You kind of want to know what somebody's thinking about how they perceive their religious commitment. And with that, personally, I have gone from, you know, maybe attending church for a long time, not at all <laughs> in a single year. To, I'm pretty committed. I get a definite, beautiful sensation is the best way I can describe it when I'm listening to the pastors in my church speak. They are centered on Jesus's love. He loves you. That was actually the sermon today. And I love that because when I was a child, it was, you know, so much more of, you better do this because if you don't do this right, you're going to get in trouble and you're going to have to say all these Hail Marys. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand why I'm in trouble. I just don't. So um, I remember my mentality shifted when I have a dear friend of mine. She's on the West Coast up in uh, just south of Seattle. And she said, Ange, you know, so many people put so much on this guy's shoulders. I'm like, what guy? She's like, Jesus. And we just started laughing. I'm like, yeah, I never <laughs> looked at it that way. Um, but anyway, so I do also want to add value as always and provide you some research that's free. It's always free. And this is from the National Library of Medicine. And you know, I'm going to put the link in my show notes so you can download it. And it's not something that you have to pay for. I really try to get articles that are released to the general public. This one was first published online February 3rd, 2020. It is titled The 12 Steps in Adolescent Recovery, A Concise Review. The author is Angela J. Nash, and the abstract reads, recovery and long-term remission are the goals of treatment for substance use disorders, yet the majority of treated adolescents never stop using or resume using substances quickly after treatment. Almost half of the people who resolved significant substance use problems did so through participation in 12-step programs like Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous. 
These recovery support programs are available online and in communities around the world, yet less than 2% of these programs members are under 21 years old. You know, I read this and I think this is the challenge of so many other areas of community, faith, getting kids involved in something good. I know in so many neighborhoods and communities, there are community leaders that are just outreaching, outreaching, outreaching for kids who don't have support. And I am transparent enough to tell you, I wasn't there supporting my kids the way they needed it. I didn't realize it at the time. I thought I was achieving everything that I needed to achieve in this perfect little bubble that uh, I thought we existed in. But they they weren't getting the connection that they needed from me, right? So what's interesting about this study and that 2% is I immediately go to the challenge. Like, how do you get the kids into the meetings? Because if you get them into the meetings, there is actually a greater success ratio. So this is further along in the article, same section, Adolescence Perceptions of the 12 Steps. And it says, quote, in contrast to these findings that the adolescents think they're going to tackle the, the challenge through coping skills, qualitative work with young adults who previously participated in an alternative peer group, APG, during adolescence revealed that although the social aspects were critical, they considered the process of working through the 12 steps to be the agency for their recovery. That's so huge. It goes on to say, these youth reported learning of the 12 steps in the APG, end quote. Here's where the spirituality comes in. Quote, the adolescents furthermore most reported initial opposition to 12-step philosophies, particularly the spiritual aspects. However, over time with recovery role models, they gained insight into their substance-related problems and with encouragement from peers, tried the 12 steps. Once they experienced personal benefits from the 12 steps, they either embraced the spiritual aspects or substituted dependence upon the group as their quote unquote, higher power, end quote. For adolescents, this is a big challenge, getting over that spirituality concept, right? And she states here, it's due to autonomy. I get that too, right? Because I was in that when I was younger. Why are you telling me what to do all the time? I mean, how bad am I? You know, the, you, you're constantly being told to talk about your sins. You're constantly being told, you know, you have to repent. And at the age of like, I think it was seven, I'm like, man, what have I done wrong? Well, actually, as I told you in my first episode, I did have something done to me. And I think that made it worse. I felt like I did something wrong by being sexually abused and I was guilty. So there's all this kind of stuff at the back end of spirituality versus religion, right? So what I loved about this research study is that it talks about these adolescents making that group, that 12-step meeting, their higher power. How phenomenal is that? So the study offers hope. It offers insight to what does work for kids who are, who are going to treatment centers, who are trying to navigate what it looks like when they're out of the treatment center. Back to the whole subject at hand. 
I said I have two influences, and one is the parent support group. The other is my ACA group, and it's intense because you have to go into some deep stuff, some deep family origin stuff, and you have to analyze what brought you to today. I love that on one hand, but it's brutal on the other hand, and that's why it's called work. The interesting thing about ACA is that it also folds into the process spiritual breaks. It encourages the person working the steps to step back from the the process of looking at what happened and when it happened and with whom it happened and to kind of cleanse your spirit, give yourself some, I guess, kindness in the process because it it's hard work. So if you found yourself in a situation where your child has a substance use disorder and you're thinking about treatment centers, you're planning, you're engaged with therapists, licensed therapists, and you're engaged with all these people who are around you who are saying, hey, read this book, read that book. You've got to figure out, you know, is it A, B, or C that's needed in this treatment program that we're offering you and your child? You're going to be inundated with information. It gets overwhelming. I had a friend of mine the other day, she said, you know, Angie, I did see that when you were in the first six months, you were in that hyper vigilant stage. You were reading everything, absorbing everything. And she was a hundred percent right. The one thing though, that is so important is to feed that soul, that soul food that you need to have while you're going through this chaos and trying to fix it. Remember to be however you can, whatever it is that you believe in, to be spiritual, to embrace that side, to embrace that there is hope, have faith in that. And it's going to be hard. No doubt the road that you're on right now, it's going to be hard. So you've got to even more so find that spiritual center within yourself and nurture it, nourish it, take care of it. So I'm going to end here. And the reason being is because I am not going to tell anybody what type of religion they should be in. I'm only going to tell you being spiritual, it's actually proven, as the research says, to add to the success of a program where you're tackling addictions. So add a little bit of spirituality to the recipe that you're cooking up right now and That's pretty much it. I'm going to leave you with that. I'll post the article on my website and I'll put it in the show notes. And I wish you a great week ahead. Talk to you later.